Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, babe, I'm so excited that you're here. I have an incredibly special and powerful guest for you today. Her name is Gabrielle Forleo, and we met about a month ago in a mastermind that we both attend. From the second I met Gabrielle, I was attracted to her ability to make me feel like I was her best friend. The way she shows up in our mastermind group, on Instagram, and now in this podcast, It's really powerful when you see somebody in their complete authenticity showing up to serve and living their passion, which is what we're all about here on The Beam Life. Gabrielle is a certified total well-being coach through the Chopra Center. Yes, as in Deepak Chopra, y'all. She has been a regular instructor of yoga, meditation, and Ayurveda at the Chopra Center, formerly in Carlsbad, California, and at Chopra Retreats Worldwide since 2007. She has taught over a thousand classes and lectures ranging in group size from one to 500 people. Through her teaching, speaking, and writing contributions, she seeks to connect the tools of well-being grounded in ancient wisdom with an approach that's accessible, practical, sustainable, and fun, most importantly, for women living in our modern, fast-paced world. Gabrielle has online programs and one-on-one mindset coaching for those looking to transform their lives from the inside out. I know that you're going to be just as transformed as I was after talking to Gabrielle in this episode where we really get some amazing tips for the best meditation practices and the power of mindset and intention. So if you're ready, let's dive right in. Gabrielle, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Yay. I'm so good. And I'm incredibly grateful to be here with you today. I love what you're doing and the beam life. And I can't wait to buy a sweatshirt. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Representing beam life all the way. You're in Carlsbad, right? Yeah. I'm just inland from the ocean in Carlsbad about 15 minutes. So good. So good. So I'm just up North of you in LA. So we're not too far away from each other. So tell beam babes, you know, a little bit because you, you've got so much going on and you have so much cool stuff, but who are you in this present day that you want to share with the beam life? How would you describe yourself? Oh, who am I? That's a great question. <laughs> well, I've been a certified yoga teacher for many years. So I was the main um, yoga instructor for the Chopra Center and Deepak Chopra and got to teach uh, yoga, meditation, and Ayurveda at retreats uh, around the world. And really, who am I now? Um, taking all of that amazing wisdom and applying it to you know modern day women navigating this crazy life that we live. And essentially I'm a mindset coach helping you navigate through your life and business in a way where you can find a life that you actually enjoy living. I'm like, like I said, I'm obsessed with everything you're doing because I feel like it speaks to me right now where I'm at in my journey of an entrepreneur and a woman and a mom and someone who's just on overdrive. Mm -hmm all the time. So 
to you, what does it mean to be like this mindset coach? What is like mindset? How do we kind of, you know, work on it, get into it? And as a coach, what is your role in that? Yeah. Great question. And yeah, acknowledging that, that you are doing all the things right. And that is very much real. And, uh, essentially where mindset comes into that, I think sometimes people think mindset is just like what you're thinking, 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 and it's all about your thoughts or controlling your thoughts. But my perspective is a little bit different. You know, mindset is really about like your feeling set. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's more about like, you know, the thoughts, as they are generating how we feel in our lives, those really mostly coming from the beliefs that we hold. So like our beliefs that we've collected along the way based on our lived experiences, and then also the beliefs that we've inherited, right? From our family of origin, our parents. Um, And those really are influencing how you feel, like your feelings on a regular basis. So my role is just to really remind uh, women that, how you're feeling, it matters. Yes. <laughs> what you're thinking uh, and believing, it actually matters. Why? Because it is actually influencing um, the end result, like the final circumstances. And I think so often we're trying to like tinker with the job or the spouse or the man or the ex external. Um, and my role as the coach is just kind of to bring people back to like the start of that equation, which mm. is really like more helpful and more impactful, which is like the thought belief feeling part. Yeah. You know, I've been doing some limiting beliefs work myself and I am fascinated at what's actually there. Right. And I think the first thing you said is just that awareness piece. Cause I think a lot of us aren't even aware that our thoughts that we have on this daily basis is really what's either pushing us towards where we want to go or pulling us in the opposite direction. And I think having a woman like you, who's a professional at this, being able to help not tell, but guide is Mm -hmm. so incredibly um, needed. And I I feel grateful that I now have you in my sphere of influence. Um, And so how did you get into this? Because it's a very specific niche. And I know obviously you've had your training with the Chopra Center, but was this something you always wanted to do? Or, you know, you've worked for one of the top spiritual leaders of our time. So I, I, I got to know how you got there. What was, <laughs> how did this all lead up? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, so I just got back from my 20 year high school reunion, actually a couple of weeks ago. And I, I was talking, it. you know, and some people there are just like, wow, like didn't see this for you. <laughs> and it's totally true. You know, like my nickname was like Sarah danger. I mean, I was like anything, oh God, it. but like meditation, mindfulness, I couldn't even like be in a car without the radio because I could not stand silence my own thoughts. Um, so really how I got here, um, was I got sober um, as a 22 year old, um, went to rehab, got sober, uh, ended up in a bookstore, what anyone would do, you know, 16 years ago when they're like feeling lost, you just like go wander around Barnes and Noble. And I came across yeah. a book by Deepak Chopra. Um, and honestly it was just the cover 
that caught my eye, just like something about the cover. Uh, and I picked it up and, you know, read a short thing and didn't know much about him, bought the book. Um, that book title was called The Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire, which is if you're someone who's on the spiritual path, but you also enjoy knowing the science behind like why intention and mindset work from a quantum physics perspective, then I highly recommend this book because it's both spiritual and scientific, yeah. um, which is what I love most about Deepak. But I essentially just did what he said in that book to do, which was get quiet for five minutes a day, just five minutes, uh, nothing drastic. So make yeah. silence a priority. Think about what it is that you want, clarify your intentions, write those down, look at them every day and see them as having had happened. And I know for a lot of us, that seems really simple, like almost too simple to work. Sure. Um, and I probably, like I, I did actually halfway not think it would work, uh, but I did that for about 60 days. I was looking for a job at the time, had no idea the Chopra Center was in San Diego where I was located and just simply wrote down what I wanted in a job, um, which was 180 degree difference from what I had. What I wanted was totally the opposite yeah. of that. So if that's you, normal. And I just got a series of insights to check Craigslist. And that's where I found my G my dream job was Craigslist and had no <laughs> idea. not believe it, that. That's awesome. It was, it was the Chopra Center until I actually had already applied. Um, I applied not even knowing like what the job was, what the company was. And I was literally reading the book by Deepak Chopra, got a job with Deepak Chopra. And that was 15 years ago. That is an amazing story. <laughs> and I don't, you know, we could talk separately about this, but you know, I'm not somebody that believes things happen just totally random by circumstance. It's just like random serendipitous moments. I'm not sure happen that often. Um, and I believe that all of your manifestation and believing what you wanted kind of creates it's a path for you, right? And it illuminates a path and whether or not we choose to to see it or to walk it, I think probably is um you know, our choice ultimately, but I love that that aligned for you. And it ultimately ended up to what you're doing now, which is helping women get through some really difficult beliefs that have probably been built and built and built for pretty much their entire lives. Right. These are things that kind of happen from childhood, you would say. For us all, me included, you know? And yeah. so um, I think the number one most important thing you can do for your life is for five minutes a day, um, just five minutes, like get some stillness happening, some breathing, some nature, some feet in the grass, like whatever it is for you, there's no right magical way that's perfect. It's like, however you can like get still in your life. Um, and then just start to pay attention to like your own body. And ultimately, you know, when I went to apply for that jobs on Craigslist, like it was because I had a gut intuition yes. that like yes. came out of nowhere, go check Craigslist for a job. But you know, what directly followed that thought was a conversation I had with my girlfriend a couple weeks before where she says, you'll never find a good job on Craigslist. So it's mm. like the insight and inspiration comes. And for most of us, it's, 
it's always followed by some belief or story inherited or our own of why you shouldn't do that and how it's not going to happen for you. Right. Right. And so in that moment, you know, I could have listened to her or I can follow my own insight, um, with, with trust. And so my whole kind of life and all the different areas that have like transformed over the years since then, I find that it, it really can be that simple, get clear, get still, figure out what you want, and then begin to trust your self, your real insights and inspiration, not like the fear voice, which often speaks first and loudest. Yeah. Yeah, I totally hear that. It's, I think I have a couple podcast episodes about honoring your instinct, trusting your intuition. And there's been times I certainly have not done that. And I regret every second of it because I'm like, damn it, I knew not to do this. <laughs> Why did I not listen to myself? I, I know me better than me than anyone, you know? And so it's like, I have to trust when we, when we know something, we have to go with it despite how scary it might be, um, to trust that. Mm -hmm. So I have a pressing question for you because this is something that is like a debate among all people in the meditation space. Everyone has different routines, rituals, and something I always feel very jealous of is people who get up early in the morning, they have their beautiful like meditation space set up. They get to do their yoga practice because that sounds fabulous to me. But I coach early in the morning. I also have a five-year-old, right? So having that early morning, um, um, having that early morning routine is not always ideal or easy. So Mm -hmm. In order to be successful at this meditation and mindset, does it have to be a morning thing? Can it be afternoon? Can it be evening? What are the thoughts around that? And then for people who do have early jobs or things like that, how does that play into it? Yeah, I always say like the perfect routine, morning routine, evening routine, the perfect one is what you will actually do in your life right now as it exists now. Um, And oftentimes like I coach moms, especially moms with young kids and like they're holding on to their two hour Ashtanga practice and their 90 minute meditation that they used to do five years ago. And because their life no longer supports that, you know, they do nothing. Right. Right. Um, If it can't be perfect, don't do it at all is often what the brain will tell you. So my approach is like with the time that you have now, where does it naturally fit now that you'll actually do? Um, So wherever there's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes um, that exists in your schedule, fit it in. And it's nice if it can be at like a natural break, that would be the same point in your day, every day. So maybe that is when you come into the office finally, or when you finally get your kids off to school. Um, but if you can fit it into your routine at some point, um, then it will become a habit that like naturally lives there. And then I say, loosely hold on to the intention that one day you will have that luscious, relaxed, morning routine, because I know and trust that you will at some point in the future, your life will allow for that. But right now put it where it fits. 
I love that. And I think that it automatically, you saying that kind of takes a pressure off, right? Because you were mentioning other women who are holding on to these long practices and trying to do all these things. And that almost creates like the reverse effect of what this is supposed to do for you. And it's like, <laughs> creating all that anxiety stress. and stress. Yes. Yeah. Like, stress. Ah, you know, <laughs> stress this. around your meditation practice is not what we want. <laughs> that is very LA. Yep. Stress yep. around the meditation practice. It's like, okay, it's on my calendar. Gotta go. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I get it. I get, I've been the yoga teacher rushing to class, you know, flipping people off for not going fast enough. I've totally yeah. been there. Um, no right way. Do it with, you know, where you can five minutes of meditation and breathing is always better than no minutes. Um, so no perfect practice. So why would you say, you know, out of all the aspects and things that you've learned through being this, um, kind of wellness coach and certified in all of these different aspects, why, when you are now kind of doing your own thing, working with women specifically, why was mindset the part that you really wanted to focus on? Why was that so important to you? That's a great question. Um, I think, you know, from my role at, you know, Chopra, and I've been to like hundreds and hundreds and a part of hundreds and hundreds of retreats, right? Where people come and they want to have these amazing spiritual experiences and they do, by the way, and they're absolutely transformational. But in my role, you know, I got to speak to people before they came. So like illuminating some of the reasons why one would like go on a retreat, which is ultimately to change some part of your life for the better. And then I also got to speak with them while they were there having this amazing experience. And then also after, mm. um, and what, what I found is that you can have an absolutely amazing, illuminating transformational experience on a retreat, but very, very few people can keep that up upon return. Um, and that uh, is, amen. I mean, that's ultimately something that I think we can all see, which is like, we all know what we should be doing, yes. right? But it's 100%. like, it doesn't mean you're going to do it right at all. Um, and so that I think is where mindset and coaching really comes in. And I think these transformational experiences, retreats, all of that important, necessary. I take myself on a retreat every year, but like in the in-between and in the small spaces of your life, that's really where mindset uh, comes in. And a coach can be there to kind of help you um, bridge the gap between knowing what you should do, knowing what you want to do, what you want to create. And then like the thoughts, beliefs, and feelings that you currently have that are kind of keeping you from accessing that change. Yeah. Yeah. I think a coach and a facilitator is probably places where I've spent my money the most wisely, because when you have someone who is a professional in this space and can really take everything that's being muddied around and organize it for you in a way that you now understand why certain things might keep happening or why you have a certain fear of moving forward or a fear of success. Even I know that's a big one. Um, not just the fear of failure, but that fear of success and what would that look like and how would it change you? Um, there's just so many different places. I think that a coach is so necessary. So finding someone like you is, is, I think 
probably one of the, it should be like one of the required steps as an entrepreneur, right? It's like, I need a coach to walk me through this and, and, and almost sort of like in a way of an an accountability. Um, because like you said, we can pay for all the courses, go to all the retreats, but if it's only valid for the moments that were there and we don't take it with us, then it sort of has lost its, its sparkle in a sense. Yeah. I mean, and then really there's like no real lasting change. change. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't think that I'm like the most magical coach that has ever lived or anything. I'm simply here to like connect you to your own magic, to remind you like the tools that work to help you get out of your own way, to feel your feelings, to trust yourself, to be your biggest cheerleader. Um, And I think that that is ultimately what can create a really successful full life um, without having to like try so damn hard. Hey, Bean Babe, I'm sorry to interrupt this super juicy episode. I know you're soaking up every second of it, but before we get back to it, I want to make sure that you're part of the free Beam Life text community. It's super simple. All you have to do is text me Beam to 323-673-2709. That's it. Just text me the word Beam to 323-673-2709. After that, I'll be able to send you pump up texts throughout the week to keep you motivated and truly feel unstoppable. It's also a place where you can send me podcast requests. We can talk back and forth. It's not just a one-way street. And my favorite thing is I get to actually connect with you off of the podcast, off of social media, and it's just me and you being able to uh, hash things out wherever you need support. So I look forward to hearing from you Text me beam 323-673-2709. Now back to the episode. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people who come to you are looking probably for some kind of balance. Is that true? Like kind of feeling a little bit more at ease in their life? Um, yeah, I think balance is is absolutely the draw. I think, um, ultimately really what people are looking for is like fulfillment. Um, but I think balance is what draws them in for sure. I was going to ask you about that because I don't like the word balance. I actually never have. Um, and it's a word that's tossed around in the personal development mindset, kind of spiritual growth place a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I personally don't like the word balance is I'm not sure anything is ever like, I think of balance as like a seesaw, right. And it's like, in order to be balanced, both people are, are up in the air and you have to be straight. And like, that doesn't work. I feel like there's <clears throat> always ebbs and flows. Like in life, we go up and down. So I love that you automatically just flipped that and was like, that's prop. We're not probably looking for balance. We're looking for ultimately fulfillment and joy. Yeah. And happiness, you know, really, um, life is not static. It's not the seesaw that like one day out in the future, we're going to get perfectly level. Um, and we'll be happy then when it's all aligned, you know, I've found like, once you kind of get things all in a line, it stays that way for about five to six days. And then like something changes. And so it's not about like getting your life 
perfect and getting the perfect morning routine, the perfect practice so that it'll just be, you finally figured it all out and it's all smooth sailing. It's really not that in my experience. It's just like doing more of what you love, finding fulfillment, not continuously like sacrificing your own well-being and sanity because you think someday it'll give you perfect life balance out there in the future. Yeah. Um, I just haven't seen it work. And I'm all about what doing, you know, I'm all about doing what works. Yeah. So speaking of what works, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I, I think we even talked about this in like the little pre-chat is I'm someone who I've gone in and out of meditation practices. I love yoga but when I do yoga, I want it to be like hot and hard and intense. And like, you know, it's, you know, nice flow yoga is, is difficult for me and it's mm-hmm. difficult to sit still. And I definitely know I'm not alone in this camp um, because most people who are in my friend circle, they're like, oh, I hate meditation. It's the worst. <laughs> um, and I... I'm also the person who knows all the benefits of it. Like I am a believer in it. I'm a believer in manifestation. I'm a believer in mindset. So, you know, I I definitely have like the belief system that I know it works. And then I have the other part of me that's just like, I'm this insane whirling dervish busy ball. (laughs) So, and every time I try to sit down, get still, it's hard. So for someone who's like wanting to desperately start a meditation journey, um, what are like, three easy things. And for how long do you recommend someone starting there to really start to feel it, um, be effective? Yeah. Great question. And I can totally relate by the way. So just, just a reminder, like if you relate to how, you know, she's feeling, (laughs) I absolutely relate too. you know, at five minutes at the beginning of my meditation practice. I mean, I hated every second of it. It was not comfortable, but just remember you're a work in progress. And yeah, sometimes I compare meditation to like working out, you know, like, and it is true. Like we must be honest, like just because we know eating healthy works and going to the gym can be beneficial. If we're not actually going to the gym and eating healthy, then like we sadly get none of those benefits, even believing that that's helpful. So the same is true with meditation. You do actually have to do it in order for it to work. Um, but my biggest piece of advice would be maybe attend a class. Cause I think a lot of people think meditation should be this completely still Zen experience where you have no thoughts and you're just like levitating and feeling peaceful. And for most people, that's just not true. And when you first start getting quiet, it can actually be really, really uncomfortable and that's okay. But just like at the gym, if you keep showing up, you know, month two, month three, you're going to be a lot less uncomfortable on that treadmill in that spin class. And so the same's true for meditation. And it's kind of like a glass, right? Like right now you've got some dirt in your glass and it's yes. going hundred miles an hour. And when you slam it on the table, it kind of like all rises up before it can settle back down. But if Mm. you just keep the glass still, it will in fact settle down. So find a teacher, um, take a class, learn a little bit more about different styles of meditation because there are so many, um, mantra based meditation helped me the most because it gave my brain something to focus on other than just like the attempt to be quiet, which never happened. Um, 
And so if you have questions, you know, DM me, but do your research. There's a meditation style out there for literally everyone. That's interesting. I never even thought about having um, so many different styles of meditation until you just said that. And I'm like, I guess there is, there really is um, a shoe for every foot, as they say. (laughs) There is. And just like yoga, you know, I mean, I started my yoga journey with Bikram. That's what I wanted. That's what I needed. I think I would die right now if you put me into a Bikram yoga class. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't, you know, now I do more of like the Zen flow, but there's different styles of meditation for your life. Um, When you're starting out a mantra based or breath based meditation is a little bit more accessible. Yeah. And I like that you also just put it out there that it's not always about just being a hundred percent quiet and levitating, because I think that's also the misconception we all have that we're just, okay, well, we're not meant to do this. We're bad at this because we can't, uh, you know, levitate off the ground and have the birds singing, you know? Um, it's not the purpose. It's not actually like, it doesn't even matter what happens in your meditation. Cause that's not why from my school of meditation, you know, from Deepak Chopra and that lineage and that perspective, like why we're meditating is not about the five minutes, the 10 minutes, the 30 minutes that you're in meditation. It's about improving your life all the other hours of the day. And if you're doing it, if you're sitting down and creating stillness, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you think a hundred percent of the time and that's driving you crazy, it's still working. That's the thing. Yeah. Ah, I love this. So good. (laughs) So, so good. So as we kind of wrap up the conversation, because, um, I know that in my mind, I'm like, okay, now I want to go research meditation. I want to go get into this, but I know that there's a lot more to it. So, before uh, we wrap this up, I do want to ask you one question because I think that this is important. Um, I know you're kind of growing and and um, growing in your coaching space. What is one of the biggest things that you've learned from your history, your past, of all of your practices that you feel is one of the best tangible things you can take with you into your next phase and chapter? <laughs> yes. And hopefully, you know, I know you might not believe me when I say this, but I will say it anyway, which is that nobody has it more figured out than you. Mm. And nobody knows more about what you should do in your life, what's right for you than you. And that includes all of these amazing spiritual leaders with their names on books who are all, you know, fantastic, insightful people, but in real time behind the scenes, nobody has it all figured out. So if you are just trying with all your might to figure it out, spoiler alert is not, nobody has it all um, tied together. Nobody's winning at life more than you. So um, what I'm taking with me is just, it's a day by day drip, 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 in our buckets. There's no quick fix, uh, no super quick path to enlightenment and total success. It's just a day by day, uh, little penguin steps on the path to well-being and fulfillment, um, you know, for us all, which is like both good news and bad news, right? Like there's no magical, perfect life pill waiting for you to discover it in the future. 
<laughs> I know. Bummer. <laughs> I really wanted that. Dang it. <laughs> it really is just the day by day, simple drip, 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 mind, body, spirit. Um, that ultimately I think is the slow, but sustainable path to like success and true fulfillment. Like the most gorgeous reminder, because I honestly think that we end up going so fast sometimes. And we're always looking for that, like you said, that magic pill, that solution, what's going to get me there. And it's the tortoise and the hare, the classic story, right? It's just day by day, putting in the work, you know, setting the proper boundaries, creating the right mindset, um, and really listening to ourselves and our intuition that is going to lead us there. So I love that. What a great reminder. And it's something I definitely needed to hear today. And I know other listeners are probably like, damn it. I, I, it's not the answer we want, but it's the answer we need. Right. I know it is not, um, necessarily the answer we all want, but I do find that it does, um, you know, actually work. And you, aren't broken. Like you don't actually have to find a solution because you don't need to be fixed. And, you know, sometimes we feel broken. We feel like we want to fix our lives, but actually if we can just kind of gently shift our mindset, um, and our feeling set, then oftentimes we can have a new perspective, which is that, you know, we're not broken. We don't need to be fixed. All is well. No one's got it more figured out than us. And if we just consistently kind of show up on time, doing what we said we would do with the right mental attitude, like life actually flows really well. Yeah. I love that. And and something I'd love for you just to quickly elaborate on to it. It brought it up while you were just talking is you did a great story on this a couple of days ago about, um, how our physical manifest what's going on kind of in our mind, like our physical body is a manifestation of kind of like our mindset situation. And I love that you bring that mind body because it is all completely 100% connected. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit more? How someone who maybe is feeling good in one area, but the other one's not functioning. And it's like, how do we get them all to come back together Mm -hmm. and talking to each other? Yeah. That was like a Monday morning, like 9am meeting where Deepak is saying, that, uh, you know, what's going on in your physical body, your physical experience of your life is actually the signature of what's happening in your mind, right? In the mental feeling, thought, belief, pattern loop. Um, but the physical is, is the after effects, like the signature of that. Um, and so how do we bring it together? Um, not all at once, uh, not immediately, um, but just simply I think asking yourself, and again, there's no one size fits all solution for everyone, but it's just each person asking like, where can I add in a little bit more grounding? Where can Mm. I slow down for five minutes a day? Where can I connect more to my breath? Where can I do a little bit more that I actually enjoy in my life? Like how much fun am I having? Um, so it's like, add five minutes of fun, you know, add 
a little bit of joy, add a little bit of grounding, movement, get outside in nature. And all of those little daily choices ultimately end up compounding into our lives and bodies reflecting more um, places we actually want to be. Ah, love. I'm so grateful for all of these gifts and nuggets of wisdom. You are just sparkling all over this podcast. It's so good. So good. So I know before I get into the lightning round, I'd love for you to tell listeners where they can find your sparkly, glowing, beaming self. Yeah. So I would love to see you on my Instagram stories. I love me some Instagram stories at Gabrielle Forleo on Instagram. Um, certainly follow me there. My website also gabrielleforleo.com. Um, I have a couple of different online programs, a meditation series. If you do want to try out some guided meditations, there's a seven day series on my website under online programs. So you can absolutely find me on the gram or on my website. Uh, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm definitely going to be doing your seven day meditation. So I'll be your, uh, you know, promoter out there. <laughs> oh, I love that. I created them just based on my working with women, coaching women, yeah. you know, the, they're meant to be meditations that actually apply, um, to like the struggles we're having in our lives. Absolutely. And I do know that creating this community of the beam life, it's been so like just fulfilling and, I feel just like at ease knowing that I'm not alone in my struggle and that truly almost everyone, we have similar struggles across the board. And it's like, well, if you don't have this one, you have this one that I'm feeling, you know, kind of thing. So it's, it's great to be in community with other people and we learn how to work through it together and support one another and talk about what's working and what's not and all that stuff. So I'm just so grateful for you. And before we sign off, I have my signature lightning, lightning round. round. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so what, whatever comes to mind, I got 11 questions and here we go. So a beam babe is? A beam babe is essentially what you just said. You know, a woman standing really in her, in her lightness and doing it uh, with other amazing women, just reminding them that it's okay to shine your beam light. Yes, baby. Favorite song that always makes you dance. You know, I mean, you'd think I was like really like Zen, but I'm actually not at all like anything little baby. I am all about that, like gangster rap life. So anything with like a beat, I'm there. I'm there for it. Talk, talk about like a twist. I was not expecting that at all. Oh no, I am, you know, I love football. I love Love rap. I'm, I'm into it. So good. What are you currently reading? Yeah, totally. Um, I am currently reading The Law and the Promise by Neville Goddard. Oh, that sounds fabulous. Mm -hmm. A beam babe that inspires you. You, you inspire me. You too, girl. You're like out there doing it. Doing all the things, committed to sharing, uh, you know, positive lifestyle with women. And I really see you like, stepping towards your dreams, like, Thank you. you know, not just staying in like safe things, but like stepping forward in your, you know, out of your comfort zone and really like, you know, doing that to, to shine your light. So acknowledging that and loving that. Thank you. As you know, it's, it's not an easy road out here, but we know we gotta, we gotta keep forging on, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing that made you feel grateful. 
Um, the last thing that made me feel grateful was, well, today, you know, my sweet little puppies, I have two dogs, you know, oh. one is 19 and oh my gosh, um, so cute. he's just an oldie, but a goodie. We adopted him when he was 14 and my doggies always make me feel grateful. I love it. Uh, when are you most inspired? I'm most inspired when I'm not stressed. So, (laughs) you know, when I'm really doing the things that nourish me, which for me, it's like getting outside, moving my body, meditation, you know, chats with friends, hanging out with my honey. Like when I'm not stressed, I'm inspired. And I think that's true for a lot of us. Yeah. Great answer. What always makes you laugh? My, my uh, partner, well, I, it's like so awkward because we've been engaged for like four years now. And I feel like we're past the stage where you can like say a fiance fiance. because we really have like no plans to get married, I guess, uh, because we haven't done anything, but he always makes me laugh. You know, it's like be with somebody who makes you laugh. Who's funny. We're just like laughing all the time. Um, so my, my honey makes me laugh. So good. Your favorite meal or food. God, I'm so boring. This is really horrible. Like, I don't like pizza or Mexican food. And my fiance is always like, please don't say that out loud. Like you're embarrassing our family. Um, I like salad and salmon. Like so boring. (laughs) I am here for that. I'm honestly, I'm like the salad queen. If you give me like a big fresh salad all day, all day, I'm here for it. I I am here for a good salad. Yeah. If you could raid anyone's closet, who would it be? Oh, great question. Um, probably Beyonce. Also did not expect that answer. Love it so much. <laughs> Just yes, Gab- Gabrielle with need, all the surprises today. I need a, a short hoochie dress every now and again. Uh, every now and again. Why not? Wear it to work. Who cares? What is your guilty pleasure? Uh, reality TV. I've, I've cut back, I've pared down, but like a good real housewives episode, like sometimes you just need it. So guilty pleasure, reality TV. The last, so I've never been a reality TV person, but the last one we kind of got into, and I think everyone did in the pandemic was that blind love situation. Oh my gosh. I I was like, this is why I don't watch reality TV because you can't stop. It's like, so addicting. I know. Um, and it never really goes anywhere with any type of a conclusion, no. but guilty pleasure, oh. real housewives. <laughs> and lastly, what makes you Gabrielle beam? Uh, what makes me beam nature? Um, also just like first class five-star spas. I love a good trip. Yes. Um, I need spas in my life. I love you know, to like relax and do the luxurious, like fun things of life. So definitely the small luxuries. We all need more of that. Thank (laughs) you so, so, so much. Again, I'm really excited uh, to be in community with you and just to have you part of the Beam Life and to continue watching you kick ass and all that you're doing. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Right back at you. You are the best, Bean Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. 
If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.